Are you tired of being told what to think and how to act? Well, you are not alone. In case you haven't realized it, you have an internal GPS. It knows all you need to know about how to live your life. So it's about time you stopped letting the media and the government tell you what is true for you. In fact, it is exactly that time. It's time to think for yourself. And here to make sure you're doing just that is your host, mediator, author, and lawyer, Carol Gold. Hi, it's Sunday, December 25th. I'm Carol Gold, and welcome to Think for Yourself. Over the last, I would say, 72 hours and extending in some parts of the country for another day or so, 60% of the country has been in unprecedented, frigid weather, as much as 60 below in some states. Here in Texas, where I live, we've had record-breaking lows. We've been below zero for at least two nights, and we had highs of about 15 on one day with wind chills below zero again. So yesterday, because of this national weather crisis, I received a text. It was a graphic, you know, one, it had a picture, and the picture was of Greta Thunberg, the young teenager who is the climate change activist, the poster child, actually. And so this was, in fact, like a poster of Greta. And underneath it said, and she was in a hat and there was snow behind her, and it said underneath, I take it all back, it's effing freezing. And of course, I'm abbreviating the effing, but you know what it was. So I forwarded it to some people. I forwarded it on because I thought it was funny and I thought it was ironic. But I also thought that it was revealing about our priorities and revealing about truth. Because while all of those political people, be they strictly on the left or claim to be conservative and on the right, but who side with the left on many of these issues, she was and remains the poster child for people who are clamoring about global warming, gender pronouns and LGBTQ plus one rights, wind, solar, and most importantly, electric vehicles. And I want to talk on this episode specifically about electric vehicles or primarily about electric vehicles. In particular, I want to talk about their rechargeable batteries. The rechargeable battery is obviously the essential element of transition for the world that we're being forced into in order to make electric vehicles and sustain wind and solar. What I'm about to share with you in this episode is not my own research. It is, in fact, the sum and substance of an interview that was done with someone named Siddhartha Kara. Siddhartha Kara is an American author. He's an activist, an expert on modern-day slavery and human trafficking, child labor, and other related human rights. He is a British Academy Global Professor. He's an adjunct lecturer in public policy at the Kennedy School of Government at Harvard and the University of California, Berkeley. And he's also an associate professor at the University of Nottingham. He doesn't come without credentials. So let me share with you the sum and substance, as I said, of his interview. First, a little history. Somewhere around the late 1990s, early 2000, immediately following the Rwanda genocide, 
the warlords in that area moved in and they began to force the local people in Africa under gunpoint and under threat of death to extract what we call conflict minerals. So what are conflict minerals? Well, they're abbreviated as 3TG minerals. So the three T's stand for tin, tungsten, tantulum, and gold. And they're mined in Eastern Congo, which has more than half of the world's gold and diamonds and tungsten. Why is tungsten of particular interest? Well, it's because tungsten is needed for microprocessors. So if you remember back when you had a mobile flip phone, right? Those were microprocessors and that's what tungsten was needed for. But with the advance of technology and now the proliferation or the attempted proliferation of rechargeable batteries, cobalt is now the mineral that is needed to prolong the life of those batteries. So when you think of rechargeable batteries and you think of cobalt, think of your cell phone, your tablet, your laptop, electric cars, all of that particularly electric cars, as Siddhartha was saying. Mining cobalt began somewhere around 2010, and it began in a small area in the east, southeastern Congo. Why? Because the eastern Congo has more cobalt than all of the other cobalt sites in the world combined. You got that? Three quarters of the world's cobalt is coming out of this small patch in the eastern Congo. Why cobalt? Because cobalt is used in lithium-ion batteries to maximize their charge and the stability of the battery. So who's in charge of what's happening in the Congo, particularly in this small southeastern portion? Well, it's the Chinese because the Chinese government and Chinese mining companies moved into that region around 2010 and took over all the big mines. Now, why is that important? Well, it's important because the people in that region who are now enslaved to the Chinese dig in subhuman conditions and they do it for a dollar a day. What they in essence are doing is feeding the low point of the cobalt supply chain all the way up to where you get and I get our cell phones, our tablets, our computers, and most importantly, the electric cars. I watched a video taken by Siddhartha. He is the first person to have ever gotten inside one of these mined areas. What I watched in that video, I'm not even sure I can do justice in trying to describe to you verbally what I saw and what you can see if you track this down. It was a Joe Rogan interview of Siddhartha Kara. In the video, what you see is basically like a quarry type background and 15,000 humans, men, women, and children jammed into this quarry-like area so close that they could touch one another. 15,000 humans, men, women, and children, digging by hand as opposed to with tractors or equipment as they are supposed to be mining the cobalt. 15,000 people digging by hand, 
no masks, no gloves, no protective clothing, nothing. Half of them, according to Siddhartha Kara, in flip-flops. Now, the reason this is doubly important, beside the sheer inhumanity of what is happening to these people, what they are being forced by gunpoint and machete to do, is that we hear about clean cobalt, just like we hear about clean gold as opposed right to or, or diamonds as opposed to blood diamonds. But Siddhartha Kara says it's a fiction. It's a marketing phrase. There's no such thing as clean cobalt. There isn't one cobalt mine on the planet that is doing this mining in any other way than I'm describing. So the Chinese have done to the southeastern Congo population what they've done to the Uyghurs in China. They've enslaved them and they are using them to the point of destruction because the Chinese don't care. That's who the Chinese are. And while they do that, and while our government continues to contract with them, and while Tesla and other companies continue to not only market, manufacture products there, but actually obtain raw materials there, what do we do? We look the other way so we can buy from them, so we can be supplied by them. And we owe our financial debt to them. And we allow our young people to have access to TikTok, which is a brainwashing and dumbing down app that is destroying our children, which equate with the nation's future. We knowingly allow them to manufacture, the Chinese to manufacture, and then through our open southern border, in conjunction with the Mexican cartels, supply an astronomical amount of fentanyl into this country that last year alone killed over 100,000 people. The same Chinese who knowingly exported COVID that killed, what, 7 million people worldwide? And who let newborns that the parents didn't want, certainly in a time during the one-child policy, starve to death in what they called dying rooms, meaning at these orphanages where these children were left, when they had excess children, they would put them in rooms, babies, newborns, infants, not feed them or give them water, let them starve to death. I know this one well because my daughter is adopted from China. The Chinese Communist Party, the Chinese government, have absolutely no regard for humanity. And what do we do? What does our media and government focus on? We focus on gender pronouns and global warming. That's what we do while this is going on on our watch. I started off the podcast by saying it's December 25th. It's Christmas today. It's also the seventh night of Hanukkah. So I think it's appropriate to refer to the Bible. First, let me refer to what most people call the Old Testament, which is comprised of the first five books of Moses, which in Judaism is called the Torah or the Torah, if you pronounce it with the correct Hebrew accent. I'm not usually a chapter and verse person, but let me tell you in case you want to check it out, that in Deuteronomy 15, 7 through 11, that's chapter 15, verses 7 through 11, it says, quote, You shall open wide your hand to your brother, 
to the needy and the poor in your land, end quote. And then Jesus, referring to Torah because he was born a Jew and was Torah observant, he paraphrased Torah, what I just quoted, and he said, quote, the poor you will always have with you, end quote. Okay, but why? Why should we open our hand wide to the needy? And why will the poor always be with us? It's because it's our opportunity. It's a gift to us to be able to show compassion and provide help to people who need it. You know, we can think of the Bible as biblical stories, fiction, or Perhaps we think of them as not relevant to our lives today, the way people talk about the United States Constitution also no longer being relevant. But when I watched that video of that quarry filled with 15,000 enslaved humans improperly dressed and under gun being forced into a toxic situation and unspeakable physical, emotional, mental harm, When I watched that video, it looked exactly to me like every Hollywood movie I've ever seen or reenactment of the Egyptians, the ancient Egyptians, overseeing the enslaved and beaten Hebrews building the pyramids. Those what we call stories, many people who don't believe the Bible is instructive at all, those stories are lessons and warnings to us. They're lessons and warnings about humanity, about us, about what our obligation is to humans and about what our capacity for cruelty is. When we watch those Hollywood movies, they're actors. They're cinematography recreating the best way Hollywood could based on archeology span and historical record actually of what it probably looked like back then in ancient Egypt. But I'm telling you that when future generations watch what we are allowing to take place under our watch in Southeast Congo, in the Uyghur provinces in China, in child sex trafficking at our southern border, these relics that the future inhabitants of Earth watch will not be Hollywood recreations. They will be the horrors that we allowed captured live in real time. It's Christmas, the time of celebrating the life of Jesus. What would he have done about this slavery? That's what everyone calling themselves a Christian ought to be asking themselves today. Because now that you've heard this, you can't unhear it. Just like I can't unsee that video and never will be able to. It's also the eighth night of Hanukkah, as I said, the time of celebrating opposing tyranny and the miracles that occur when we do, when we stand up for what is right and good and true. That's what every Jew should be asking themselves tonight. Am I opposing tyranny, and do I trust in the miracles that will happen if I do? If humanity is allowed to continue beyond this disgrace of our time, what I witness today, future humans are likely going to ask themselves, what was wrong with those people in the 21st century? 
How did they allow that tyranny, that brutality? Why did they not resist and oppose and stand up against the enslavement? Didn't they read the Bible? Didn't they have hearts? So we need to ask ourselves now, before it's too late, are we resisting tyranny? Are we demanding an end to slavery? Do we read the Bible? Do we have hearts? I do this podcast every Sunday, and I usually get a feel during the week for what it is I want to say, what the topic's going to be, where I want to take it, and how I'm going to conclude. This week, for a variety of reasons, I had neither the time nor, I guess, the inspiration to come up with anything. And as late as last evening, I thought, what in the world am I going to podcast about tomorrow? And so I asked God, because I believe in God, I believe in a creator, I believe in universal intelligence and guidance. I asked to please give me something to talk about tomorrow that's in the news, that's worthy of everyone's time, because time is precious. And so this morning, on Christmas Day, and leading into the eighth day of Hanukkah, which happened tonight at sundown, at breakfast, I was flipping through some articles, and I saw this interview with Siddhartha Kara that Joe Rogan did, and I couldn't get to my keyboard fast enough because I knew what this podcast was going to be about. I believe seeing that video will change me forever. I don't have a huge platform. I'm not a politician. I don't know how far this can spread, but I'm doing my part. I saw it, I heard it, and now you've heard it. What am I going to do about it? I'm here. What are you going to do about it remains the question. Merry Christmas and a happy Hanukkah. Thanks for listening. I'm Carol Gold. I'll be back here again next Sunday. And until I am, have a blessed week. And by all means, think for yourself. Carol thanks you for spending your valuable time with her. It is her mission to empower you to remember how smart and capable you are. Be sure to check out Carol's website, carolgold.com. That's Carol with an E, gold.com. Please leave a review and subscribe here so you'll be alerted to Carol's next podcast. Until then, above all else, remember, it's time to think for yourself.